Before we get to the show, if you want to listen ad-free, go to gzmshows.com slash subscribers. That's gzmshows.com slash subscribers. Hi, I'm Jonathan Messenger, and welcome to The Alien Adventures of Finn Caspian. I'm here with my robot, Bebop, to introduce the show today. Say hi to everyone, Bebop. Bebop? Bebop? Oh, sorry, guys. I didn't see that Bebop is actually plugged in right now and charging. It's kind of like he's sleeping. Bebop tales, Bebop tales. Dreamy, dreamy, dreamy. <laughs> Wait a second. I think Bebop is singing in his sleep. Hold on. I'm going to try to put the mic a little bit closer to his mouth. Baron, no. I'm going to. You can't. Hand off. Look out. Oh, wow. It seems like Bebop is dreaming about one of his Bebop Tales episodes. Must defeat Jonathan Messingham. Wait a second. Jonathan Messingham? <laughs> Got you, Hamathan Hamager. You really thought I was sleeping? Come on. I'm Bebop. I live for showbiz. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah, you got me, Bebop. Got you, got you, fooled you. All right, yeah, you, take it easy, take you, it easy. Bebop fooled you. Let's just get into the next episode, shall we? If you remember what happened in the last episode, the explorers in Troop 301 from the Marlow 280 Interplanetary Exploratory Space Station had befriended Graco and an alien race called the Epismorphs, who have a little habit of being a little loose with their body parts. And they had just reached a valley teeming with epismorph babies turned evil by the very amulet the explorers were seeking when those babies grabbed Elias and dragged him down. So that's it. Snoring Bebop, really? No way. I'm not falling for that again. Okay, let's get right into it. Here we are with episode five, The Great Wall. Why do they always grab me? Elias cried as the evil little hand babies dragged him down into the valley. The rest of the team, however, was too transfixed, almost hypnotized, by all the little crawling aliens to notice. So they just stayed like this, said Abigail? They never grew up? <sighs> no, said Graco. There's something intoxicating about that amulet. These poor creatures all got greedy and too focused on keeping the jewel to ever really grow. Has anyone ever been cured of it, said Vale? I mean, have you ever been able to rescue one of these, uh, what are you called again? Epismorphs. And no, anyone who touches that amulet, all of those poor creatures you see down there, they turned evil and fell off. Well, I believe the word you used was their mom. That's not what a mom is, said Finn. Anyway, never mind. What do you think, Elias? How are we ever going to get down there? Um, Elias? Guys, where is Elias? Maybe he walked around to see if there's another way in, said Voltronix. Actually, see that writhing mass of alien hands moving slowly down into the darkness there, said Foggy. I think that's where we will find our boy. Okay, said Abigail. Then forget strategy. We need to get down there now. I'll go first, 
I know that my just rushing headlong into trouble has been a problem in the past, but what could go wrong this time? If I just dive through all those creatures, I could probably swim down to Elias in no time. Uh, Voltronics, said Vale. I know there are a lot of aliens down there, so it may look like they're swimming, but they're actually just climbing around on rocks and stuff. There's no... Cannonball! Yelled Voltronics as he leapt off the edge of the valley and tucked his knees to his chest. The little alien creatures scurried out of the way, and Voltronics landed with a crash. Sweet fancy Oreos! That is not what I thought would happen. The aliens all swarmed over Voltronics. Okay, said Abigail. So much for the element of surprise. Vale, can you and Graco get down to Voltronics, get those evil body part babies off of him, and see if he's okay? Roger that, said Vale. Graco that, said Graco. The two began making their way to the robot. Great, said Abigail. The dogbot and I, you know, you really need a name besides dogbot. Anyway, the two of us will go and rescue Elias. Foggy, you and Finn head down into the valley and see if you can find that amulet. Are you sure you won't need help getting Elias? Said Foggy. Not even a little bit sure, said Abigail. But I'm hoping that wherever they're keeping the amulet, that's where they're taking Elias too. So maybe we'll meet up. Meet up in the deep dark pit of evil greedy alien babies, said Finn. Exactly, said Abigail. Let's go. One. Save all trunks. You know, said Vale, who had taken out his bow and begun swinging it back and forth to clear a path as they made their way to Voltronics, we once had friends on our space station whose parents were made out of jelly and who melted right there on our station. So this is gross, but it's not the grossest thing I've ever seen. Just then, a little alien that was just a big toe with eyes came crawling in front of Vale. Hey, 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 I'm walking here. Okay, said Vale. That was pretty gross. Graco had gone silent since they'd entered the valley. He did his best to avoid touching any of the aliens and kept his hand and tail babies up on his shoulders where they couldn't be reached. You know, said Vale, you guys were so friendly. You all were saying hi to us all the time. But these guys, all they do is just yell, hey. I guess being evil means being rude, too. Graco and Vale found Voltronics. His leg had fallen off after crashing to the ground and he was using it to swat away the little aliens. Give me that back. He said his four arm aliens tried to tug on his leg. Graco and Vale cleared a circle around the robot and Voltronics got to work reattaching his leg. The robot looked over at Graco, who stayed silent and wasn't nearly as bubbly and friendly as he had been when they first landed. What's your malfunction? I just can't believe these are made from the same stuff as we are, said Graco. See that little ear baby over there? I'm pretty sure that was once my friend Mako's. You know, said Vale, it's probably better not to think of them that way. Or maybe if we're able to get that amulet off your planet, they'll all return to normal. Do you really think so? Honestly, I have no idea. I thought the alien bobs were weird, but you guys are on another level. But Graco seemed emboldened by Vale's words, and the two helped Voltronics get his leg back on. Let's go see if we can catch up with Finn and Foggy, said Vale. Lead the way, 
said Voltronics and Graco at the same time. Oh, man, don't do that again, said Valet. That kind of hurt my ears. Step two. Save Elias. Abigail and the Dogbot immediately recognized that they weren't going to be able to catch Elias in time by wading through the hundreds of little evil aliens. The dog looked back at Abigail. Are you thinking what I'm thinking? If you're thinking I should hop on your back and we fly down there, then yes. I'm definitely thinking what you're thinking, and I'm 100% on board. Abigail wrapped her legs around the dogbot's body and her arms around its neck, and they both yelled at once, Let's go! The dog flew into the air and dove down into the valley. Little hand and feet aliens sprung up to grab them, but they were flying just high enough to stay out of reach. Hey, 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 come here. Hey, hey, where are you going? Where do you think you're going? Yelled the dog. Tis nowhere to fly than to walk upon. An arm alien on the ground had picked up another hand alien and thrown it at Abigail and the dog. Soon all the little green aliens caught on and Abigail and the dog were being pelted left and right. Abigail dodged a flying leg and she slipped, nearly falling off the dog, hanging with her legs wrapped around the dogbot's body her head nearly scraping the ground as the dog struggled to fly high and dodge the aliens. Maybe I spoke too soon. Abigail thought she was doomed as the aliens stepped up their attack, tossing more and more of themselves at the two of them. But then, just as she was feeling her feet slip, she reached down and plucked an arm alien from the ground. She swung it over the dogbot's back and used it to pull herself upright, sitting properly on the dog's back again. Okay, she said, you tell me where they're coming from and I'll knock them away. Batter up! The dog laughed and picked up speed. <laughs> Joe Alien, three o'clock! He yelled. Abigail grabbed the arm alien and swung it like a baseball bat, knocking the toe far off into the distance. Okay, that was fun, she said. And then the two got into a rhythm. Elbow, ten o'clock. Forehead, twelve o'clock. Gross-looking foot, two o'clock. Before they knew it, they'd reached the pile of aliens covering Elias. The dog dove in, scaring off dozens of the green aliens. And when they reached Elias, he was very happy to see them. Hey, thanks, guys, he said, but just hold on one second. Elias began reaching around his back as though he had a major itch to scratch. Let me just, uh, hold on. Wait a second, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. Gotcha. Elias pulled a green hand off of his back. He shook it a few times and then said, all right, you tell me or I'll shake you some more. Where do we find the source of your power? The hand reluctantly turned and pointed down into the darkness. Okay, said Elias. I guess we go this way. Step three, get the amulets. The other aliens had been so preoccupied with the other groups that Finn and Foggy had been able to make their way down into the darkness of the valley relatively untroubled. They were lucky Foggy's eyes could light the way, but they could only see a narrow path in front of them as they slowly made their way down. The deeper and darker the valley got, the fewer and fewer hand aliens they saw. Whether that was because they never expected anyone to get this far, or they were just as scared of what was down here as Finn and Foggy were, no one could say. Finally, the two reached the floor of the valley. It was pitch black, darker than even the space they'd seen surrounding the Marlow, darker even than the darkest stomachs of Saffrite. Foggy brightened his lights, and there they saw if Graco and his friends were cute and friendly aliens, as strange as they'd been, what Finn and Foggy saw next 
was the exact opposite. They saw dozens and dozens of little green aliens grabbing onto each other and forming some sort of living, walking wall, 30 hands high. Foggy swung his eyes left, right, up, and down, but they could see no end of it. All of them blinked out at Finn and Foggy and started to rumble. Sir, I don't know if it's the best idea that we face this alone, said Foggy, who couldn't take his eyes off the creature. You don't have to face it alone, said a voice off to the right. It was Abigail, as she, Elias, and the dog landed beside Finn and Foggy. Thanks for being a lighthouse, Foggy, she said. Yeah, we would have been lost for sure, said Vale, as he and Voltronix and Graco arrived. The monster began moving as one, advancing upon the explorers, like a wall closing in on them. More and more little aliens were now crawling right past the explorers and up to join the wall. The dogbot rushed forward and barked and growled at the wall, but it kept coming and coming, and its sides began to curl to form a circle and trap the explorers. Uh, any ideas, Finn? said Abigail. Um, he said. You don't happen to have any laser bunnies lying around, do you? Okay, fine, said Graco. I didn't want to do this. We episodes are peaceful, but at some point... You have to say, enough is enough. Graco raised one arm, the one that had lost the hand earlier in the day. And with the other arm, he reached down and grabbed one of the hand aliens crawling by. He stuck the alien onto the arm and pointed the green hand at the wall. The hand writhed and shouted, flashing purple and green, clearly uncomfortable being attached to Graco. Hey, hey, hands off, hands off, hey, hey, hands off, buddy. Uh, I don't think he likes that, Graco, said Vale. I know. He won't stay long. It's what we call a screamer. A screamer, said Elias. Why do you call it that? But then... The little evil hand alien rocketed off of Graco's arm. It screamed as it shot through the air. I get it said Elias. The hand collided with the wall monster and broke through. Dozens of little aliens fell away. They all began to turn from green to purple. See, said Graco, being good could be just as contagious as being bad. He picked up another hand off the ground, loaded it onto his arm, and Another hole opened in the wall. Graco grabbed a wandering foot. Foggy turned to Graco. Could I ask why you didn't just do this before? But he immediately saw the answer. Graco himself had begun to flash from purple to green. He loaded another screamer. Please move quickly, friends! This time, Finn ran right behind the screamer following it through the hole it opened in the wall. Voltronix lumbered behind him, lighting the way as best he could with a small light in his chest. But they didn't have to go far. There, sitting on a small pillow, was... a shard. Not an amulet, but a jagged piece of gold, with a thin, sharp piece of crimson jewel attached. The amulet, at some point, had been shattered. Let's go, Voltronix, Finn yelled, and they ran back to where Foggy was lighting the scene, and they grabbed Graco, who was now stuck between purple and green, a sort of sickly brown, and put him on Voltronix's back, 
The robots all flew everyone out of the valley, up over the green army, and back to where the pod had landed. After some time, Graco recovered his purplish tint. The explorers were getting ready to say goodbye to the friendly Epismorphs. Goodbye, thin friends, said Graco. We will miss you, and we are so happy you helped us today. In time, perhaps we can recover all of those babies who have been lost to the valley. Graco extended his hand to shake Finn's. Uh, how about a friendly wave goodbye, Finn said. And the Epismorphs all smiled and waved and turned back to their homes. All right, said Abigail, back to the king and retrieve Paige. No, said Finn. Everyone on board was stunned. Wait, what do you mean, no, said Elias. I mean, that's not the amulet, or at least it's not the whole thing. Look, it's obviously just a piece. We need to find the rest of it. Well, but maybe that's all the king needs, said Abigail. Uh, I don't know. I don't think so, said Finn. Remember how he said they'd sent out ten search parties and none of them had found the amulet? It's because they knew. They knew it was spread out. And Graco never said that anybody visited here. I think the king knew all along that we were going to have to go to more than one planet to complete his quest. So then where do we go now? said Elias. Finn pulled out the amulet shard. He pointed it up off the planet, and the red jewel began to glow. See? It's been glowing like that every time it points in that direction. I bet there's another planet out there with the rest of the amulet on it. That's where we need to go. But not all of us. Voltronics, I need you to listen to me carefully. Always. It's very important. I got it, I got it. Okay, I want you to fly back and tell King Huxley we have recovered a piece of the amulet, but we're going to continue looking for the rest of it, okay? Got it. You want me to fly back to that planet, tell King Huxley we're working on getting the amulet, but in the meantime, I wrestle all of those big hairy aliens, save Paige, and be the hero. No, that is definitely not what I said. Oh, right. Wink. First of all, said Finn, you're not supposed to say wink. You're just supposed to wink. Anyways, second of all... Relax. I got it. Wink. And Voltronics blasted off the planet. Finn watched him fly away. Why do I have a very, very bad feeling about this? Okay, so I am here with my son, my editor, Griffin Messenger. Griffin, want to say hi to everybody? Hi, hi. Hello. <laughs> All right. And what did you think of that episode? Pretty good. Pretty good. All right. Not so higher than 0% then. Uh, mine is more 99 points each and bring it down to negative 1%. Negative 1%. Ouch. All right. Well, we're going to have to work to get that back the rest of the episode or the rest of the season, I should say. Mm hmm. So, one of the things that I thought might be kind of fun to talk about is that as my editor, I read the first draft of this story to you and you had a problem with it. What was the uh, problem you had with it? Elias was getting controlled by 
Little mean hamburger. Yeah, so there was a part where when Elias was being tackled by all the little alien creatures, that two of them kind of stuck to his head and took control of his body. And that kind of creeped you out a little bit, would you say? Yeah. And uh, and so we made that change. Yep. I think that was a good edit. I appreciated that. The story, I think, is already a little creepy with the big wall creature, right? Yeah, that wasn't so creepy. More weird. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. And uh, one thing I wanted to say is that some of the ideas for this, really, really, really tangentially, but there's a book that we got from the library that I've been looking at and that we haven't read yet together that's called The Glorkian Warrior Eats Adventure Pie. Mm-hmm. And there's one part in that where the Glorkian Warrior, his elbow kind of gets into a fight with another character's eyeball, I think. <laughs> and, yeah. And they're purple creatures, and it just started getting me thinking about that. And that's kind of where this story came from. And so that, that book is by James Kochalka and was actually recommended by a listener, Gabriel, from Madison, Wisconsin. So thanks for that, Gabriel. Yep. Okay, any other questions about this episode? I wonder what Voltronics is going to do. I know, Voltronics is going off. I don't think he's going to listen to Finn and just go report to the king. You think he's going to start some trouble? Yeah. Well, next episode, we're actually going to go over to that planet and see how Paige is doing. So maybe we'll also see how Voltronics is doing. Yep. Okay, anything else from this episode? No. Okay, then it is time to talk about art. First up in the art today, we have a drawing from Finn Thompson, who is six, from L.A., and he drew us his own alien named Tuku. Mm-hmm. And it's a really, really cool alien. And uh, and Finn gave us permission to use the name Tuku for an alien later on in the season. So I think I'm going to put that one in my back pocket. Thanks, Finn. Yep. And then we got a few drawings from Dominic, who is six, from Kennett Square, Pennsylvania. And he drew us a rocket. And then he drew us some maybe some asteroids or some planets and the sun. And they're all really cool. Thank you so much, Dominic, for that. And then we also have some really cool art from Reedy, who is seven. And his babysitter, Penn, drew something as well. So this is from Reedy, who drew a dreamstone from the first season. And then one of the little lava creatures from the first season. (laughs) And then Penn drew a really cool drawing of Saffrite with all 35 stomachs. And you can see the little explorers in the stomachs. Yeah, and I can actually see a supercomputer. Yeah, right, right. Okay, and we got art from Nora, who's five years old from St. Louis, who drew us a robot, or drew Bebop, a robot, and then wrote a really nice little letter to Bebop that said, I hope you like your art. It's very nice, Nora. Thank you so much for that. I can tell you right now, Bebop is going to like his art. Yeah. And then we got a couple of drawings from Moki, who is six years old. He drew Saffrite as well, which is really cool. All the stomachs are there, a whole bunch of legs. Thank you for that one, Moki. And then he also did a really cool drawing of Foggy, too. Really cool colors. And then Zane, who's eight from Chicago, where we live, she drew a couple of really awesome drawings as well. A really beautiful space painting. And then a really neat drawing as well of the Bobs, Laser Bunnies, Finn. There's a Marlowe, a disco ball. So I guess there's a party going on. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you so much for that, Zane. And then finally, Liam, who is eight from Batavia, Illinois. He did a really cool drawing of the Bob aliens from Planet Bob. Thank you so much. Or I should say Alien Bobs from Planet Bob. 
Yeah. All right, so that's the art for today. Now we are on to the jokes. And this is actually Liam's joke as well. Are you ready for it? Actually, we're going to bring in Bebop for this one. Are you ready? Bebop, Bebop, can you come here for a second? Bebop, we got a joke for you. Oh, hey, guys. Yeah, I love jokes. Let me hear it. Yeah, knock-knock joke. Oh, okay. All right, great. I love knock-knock jokes. Do I have to tell it? Yep. Okay, here we go. Knock-knock. Who's there? Awesome robot. Awesome robot who? Just call me Bebop. Bebop Tales. Bebop Tales. Best robot ever made. Bebop Tales. <laughs> All right, I like that. Thanks, Liam. Okay, well, great job, Bebop. Thank you so much. All right, well, if you guys need me, I'll be over here eating art. All right, well, thanks, Bebop. Thanks for that. And now we have a joke from Lorian, who's six years old, from Rockford, Illinois. Why did the French fry go up to space? I don't know. To catch his lunchbox. (laughs) (laughs) And then finally, here's a joke from Renata, who is 10, from Perth, Australia. Hi, this is Renata from Perth, Australia, and I'm going to tell you my space joke. What do the aliens on planet Sapphite do before they hold Sapphite's birthday party? I don't know. What do the aliens do? They planet. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great one. Thank you so much, Renata, for that joke. And thank you to Liam and Lorian as well for those jokes. Uh, We're done recording now, so what are we going to read? The Spiderwick Chronicles, The Wrath of Mograph. That's right. We're finishing up the Spiderwick Chronicles. Which we both really love. Yeah. And the listener suggested once we finish with it, well, we should read Spiderwick Beyond Spiderwick. That's right. JR wrote in and said that there's a, another series called Beyond Spiderwick. So we're definitely going to check that out after we finish the Spiderwick Chronicles. Thanks so much for that recommendation, JR. Mm-hmm. All right. You want to say bye? Bye, bye, bye. All right. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Okay, thanks for coming back and having some more fun with us this week. And thanks to everyone who has sent in their art, their ideas, their jokes, their sounds. We're going to do another Griffin Sound Club episode soon. But I wanted to say thanks to Seth, who's eight from Albuquerque, New Mexico, whose sound provided the noise when the screamer shot off of Great Goes On. And to Miles, who's six from Minneapolis, Minnesota, who made the sound the amulet made when it was signaling to the truth where they needed to go. And shoutouts this week to Liam, Zane, Moki, Nora, Reedy, Penn, Dominic, and Finn for the art, and Liam, Lorian, and Renata for the jokes. The Alien Adventures of Finn Caspian is a type drawer media production, written and produced by Jonathan Messenger, edited and guided by Griffin Messenger with special thanks to Maria Villanueva. The theme music you hear at the beginning and end of every show is by Mark Greenberg recently voted the nicest human in the Milky Way. For more information about the music, the art, everything about the show, check out the show notes. And thanks again for all your emails and your art and coming back every week and listening to the show. I really, really appreciate it. See you next week. Wait, 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 wait. What about the dog name? 
Jonathan, you forgot to name the dog. Ugh. Well, I guess you can keep voting for one more week. Hey, parents and teachers. Have you heard about gzmclassroom.com? It's a website where teachers can get companion resources for everyone's favorite GZM shows. Six Minutes, Mars Patel, Podcast Title Pending, Seis Minutos, The Res, Becoming Mother Nature, Iowa Chapman and the Last Dog, Treasure Island 2020, The Hollow, Young Ben Franklin, and The Big Fib all have companion resources for additional critical thinking, listening comprehension, and ultimately creativity. We made them just for you. And oh yeah, they're free. Free! The people on Facebook didn't believe us, but they are F-R-E-E free. Head to gzmclassroom.com and get yours today.